This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. I have an awesome, inspiring guest for you. Her name is Karen Thurm Saffron. She's exciting. I found her articles. I went out. I stalked her. I tracked her down. And she is willing to be on our show. And boy, do we need her. Wait till you find out about Karen. Karen is a mom with two grown kids, a K-12 education technology consultant, and an author of the entertaining and easy-to-read book, Parenting. Let's make a game of it. Woohoo! We need that. She shares her family's creative approach of how to transform everyday stressful moments through playful parenting. I love that. If this approach helped her as a stressed out single parent, it can help you. Karen, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you. And thank you, Sandy, for inviting me. I'm so excited to be part of your show. Well, we need you, Karen. We need you big time. So before we got on air, Karen and I were talking about that she was in California and it was really hot, 95, and I'm in the suburbs of Philly and we just had this like traumatic storm and I was like, ah, the power, there's a glitch, there's a power, and then it was calm. And she said it's like having kids. Yes, absolutely. It is. <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, things could be calm and then all of a sudden it's like a tornado, you know, maybe your house looks that way and the kids are acting up and you want to scream and then, you know, eventually things calm down again. So... It's hopefully my, uh, this was the, the making a game of parenting is one of the tools I used in my toolkit. So I'm just hoping to help other people make parenting easier and more fun. Well, when did your book come out? It came out a year ago. Oh my like, goodness. So for some spring. reason, the, I thought it was like a, three months ago. Yeah, no, it came out of like, I think last spring. So um, this was a childhood dream of mine. I I just I decided I wanted to fulfill this childhood dream that I had since I, I think I was like seven. <laughs> and I... I was reading a letter that you said you wrote to yourself about being, I don't know, it was a fun mom or something. And yeah. An author. It was wild. I've been, you know, since we have lots of time during this quarantine, I've been like organizing and going through old memory boxes. And I found this this um, assignment I wrote when I was 10. And it's, you know, one of those things like, you know, when I grow up, what do you want? And it said that you know, I want to be an author, which I knew I, I did. But what blew my mind is it said I wanted to be a playful mother. And I, how many kids say that? And I don't even remember writing that. But I thought, wow, I immediately like, you know, texted my kids. And I was like, holy cow, look at this. It's like, it was it's been ingrained in my head more than I even realized. What well, was your mom a playful mom? My both my parents were incredibly playful, and my um, grandmother was playful, and so it's really been something that's been passed down for several generations. And it's yeah. just, um, yeah, it's just having this can-do, positive attitude. And what they specifically did, which I think is, you know, I thought it was normal, but now that I'm mom and my kids my kids are grown they're in their 20s I as you know this wasn't that normal and it's not something that people are aware of doing and and basically you just make a game out of it so you know if your kids don't want to clean up 
then you make a game of it. You know, and it could be something really, really easy, like, you know, let's race against the music or let's sing songs while we do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of the moms and, um, I'm I'm goofy, you know. I'm just a goofy person in general. So that's I why always, I like you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a goofy cornball. You know, like oh god, what is she going to do next? Where your kid sometimes could be embarrassed, but his friends yeah. like it that you're yeah. that way. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. And I was talking to some of the moms, and a lot of my friends still like my son now is oh god, he's going to be 17 on the ninth, but. Uh, a lot of my friends have younger kids and they said, well, what if you're just not that kind of person? Cause I was telling them about you coming on. I always get questions from the audience. And the number one thing is please say to Karen, I am desperate. I, mm-hmm. this is literally what she said. I work full time. I have three kids that I'm homeschooling and I'm not that person. I'm mm-hmm. not that goofy person. What, game does she suggest for me besides starting with wine at 3 p.m that's literally literally what and the woman is not an alcoholic i just right 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 yeah and that's what i hear from a lot of people and it's interesting when you when i say parenting playfully it doesn't mean that you're this fun loving parent that's you know, the one where everybody, all the kids want to come to your house. That's not what I'm talking about. It's really just a different way of <laughs> parenting. <laughs> I get like, you don't have to be that parent. Like everyone is hanging out there because you're always like, that's my, was my house, you know? Yeah. Always had yeah. Kids, always had an <clears throat> event. I will create an event and everything, making sure every holiday there was a party, their event. But like you said, on the flip side, it doesn't have to be that way. No, you know, it doesn't have to be like you're baking cookies all the time and you're like the <clears throat> leave it to beaver type of mom. That That's not what this is. And I want to make that really important um, because most people aren't like that. And life isn't like that. And yeah. And just to um, put these and to put this into perspective, I was a single mom. So we got divorced at when my kids were like four and six or five and Ooh. somewhere around there. So they were young. And yeah. I. I worked, um, you know, I had a job where I helped run a company, so it was a very demanding job. And, you know, granted, I was able to structure it so I could be home with my kids every afternoon, but I was also very active in the school. And so I was busy. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to make. It was super, super busy. But you weren't stressed out at all, were you, Karen? (laughs) That was my middle name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and one of my kids is incredibly strong-willed. I don't know where she got that from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so basically, to answer your friend's question and other people's question is, it doesn't have to be that you know, you're a playful parent. You could be exhausted. You could not be feeling creative. Really, the, what you want to do is it's, it's changing your attitude from being very frustrated where you want to scream and just be like, you know, oh, my God, just just pick up your toys and get back in your room or whatever. What you do, and, and, and let me just outline really quickly, there are really only three simple steps. Oh, my goodness, that was the next question. This father said he was a single parent. And can't he goes, I think in steps. Can't you just give me a few steps? Please ask Karen. That's so yeah. funny. 
That's funny. I'm like a mind reader. So, so yeah. let me just explain in three simple steps because then it'll, it'll make more sense. So All right. first thing is you take a breath, right? Because everybody, when you're stressed out, like I'm into mindfulness, you just take a step, you take a deep breath and it kind of, it breaks the mood. And sometimes you need to take a second deep breath if you're really ex- exasperated and yeah. Okay, and, and then you adopt a can-do attitude. So even if you're so frustrated and you've got your three kids, you're homeschooling, you've got a paper that's due, you have dinner, you know, that you've, you, you, you've got to get ready, you just compartmentalize everything, right? And you just push yeah. it from your head and you have a can-do attitude like, yes, I can handle this. I've got this under control. Okay, so... Then what you want to do is you want to determine your goal. So all this happens very quickly. Yeah. Determine your goal. What is it that you want your child or children to do? And this is so important. It sounds ridiculous, but a lot of times we get caught up in the, with the tears and the screaming and the tantrums that we forget what is it we want our kids to do. It's not that we want them to be quiet, right? Be sure. Yeah, we want them to do what we were trying to do. Yeah, and yeah, like we want them to be quiet too. But there was something, deep, there was something behind that. So yeah. you figure out what you want your child to do. Do you want them to pick up their things? You know, do you want them to get out of bed faster and get ready? Do you want them to get ready for bed, help make dinner? Just figure out what is it you're trying to do. Okay, so all this again happens very, very quickly. You take your breath. You have this can-do attitude. The second step is you determine your goal. What is it I want my kid or kids to do? Okay, then comes the the the, play, the parenting playful part. You want to problem solve creatively. So you put on your detective hat and you think, gee, how can I make this more fun? Right? And mm-hmm. you want to think like a kid, which kids love to play, Sandy. We all know that. And there's a yep. kid within all of us. But you just think... How can I make this more fun? Let me put myself in my kids' shoes. And how can I make this more playful so that they'll, let's let's use example, picking up their stuff. The living room's a mess. You know, there's their toys and books and everything's every which way. Yeah. Okay. So if you're chai, and this is the, the part that um, is the parenting make a game of it. You focus on something that your child likes to do and you incorporate it. So for instance... If your kid is, likes to dance, right, or they like to march and hop or whatever, yeah. you can say, hey, let's march to the sink, you know, with all these dirty dishes. Okay, now let's spin as we pick up the books or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay, let's works for older kids. So you could say, hey, let's see if we can clean up this room in how many songs? Do you think one song or two? All right, one song, great. Put the song on and then go. And then everybody races around, right? So you could do this different ages. Yeah, yeah. You could, if your kid likes singing, then you could sing, right? You could do something so silly and easy like singing like an opera singer, like first, let's pick up all the books, pick up all the, all right? Or you could do a rap song, like I cannot sing, but you could do a rap song, like come on, pick up the books, pick up the books, red books, red books, red. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, you have to adapt it to what you think your kid is interested in. Exactly. You could talk silly like you're from another planet or you're waving your arms while you speak or 
if you have dirty clothes, you could say, hey, let's toss it into the into the ha- dirty hamper. Or, so the whole thing is you want to make this more fun. And when you focus on what your child likes to do, they'll quit hmm. cooperate. I'm, and I'm not kidding, like within minutes or one minute, it's it's really amazing. Well, it's worth a shot. Let's put it this way. If yeah. The dad who's writing in to me is saying he can't get his two young kids to help clean the house and do whatever, and he likes steps, well, then he can process, okay, first I do this, then I do this, and it's worth a shot, you know? Right, right, exactly. So let me give you another example. So um, we'll stick with the same cleaning up because I want to show another way that you can do it. Um, you bribe them. <laughs> no, Why was this? <laughs> Bribe, bribe them. them. <laughs> bribe them with money or ice cream. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, okay, so the first thing what we're doing, we're taking a deep breath. And then we have a positive can-do attitude. I can take care of this. So deep breath. Yes. All right. I got this under control. What's my goal? I want them to pick up this stuff, this room, and, and get this place clear. Let's say we're having guests come over, or I guess this day with quarantine, that wouldn't be a good example. You just want them to pick up. It's coming soon, Karen. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. All right. And then you problem, you create a problem solve. Well, let's say my kids are like, you know, like games. And let's say there's a game board out, right? I can say, hey, let's play. Let's play a game. We are going to clean up the room game. Let's roll the dice. Who wants to roll the dice first? Okay, you. All right, Jackson, what'd you roll? A six. All right, excellent. Everybody, go pick up six things and put six, six things away. Then we're going to come back, and then it's Sandy's turn. Ready? Go. Everybody picks up six things. They run. They put it away. They come back. All right, Sandy, go ahead. Roll the dice. Yeah. And you roll. All right, and then you get a one. Oh, Sandy, a one. What one thing should we pick up? And then you're like, you know, if you're little, you might choose a color. You might choose a book. You know, whatever it is. And so that that's another way to do it. And Mm -hmm. some people may be, you know, rolling their eyes going, oh, my God, I don't have time for this. You know, just just it'd be so much faster if they just listen to me. Well, good luck with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Not only that, there. First of all, like we we talked about at the beginning, I'm a geek. You know, I am a goofball. I act like a big kid all the time. And I think it's important, by the way, forget what the kids need. I think it's important just to run around, play, run in circles, dance around your house, anything, you know, to be goofy. So mm-hmm. I believe you're going to benefit too, because if you're feeling stressed out with trying to yes. manage your work and the kids and everybody being in the house setting, I don't think you're wasting time. There's no downside no. of you stepping out of that stress. Cause no matter what, even if your kids did not, pick anything up, you benefited by being playful. That's just Oh my God, Sandy, absolutely. And you just hit on one of the key points is that you are now taking a negative situation and you turned it positive and you are connecting as a family. And so that's just, that's priceless. And you're also teaching your kids that, you know what? There are mundane tasks that you have to do throughout life. And guess what? You have to do it. So I'm teaching you fun ways so that you can always, you'll always have this as something so that when you have to do dishes when you're older, 
you can do what this is what I do. I look at the clock before I do the dishes and I'm like, okay, how long is it going to take me to clean up this mess? You know, or I'll play a song. I mean, I still do this. Stuff. Yeah. Kids are in their, my kids are in their twenties. They still do this stuff. I mean, it is uh, incredible. And, and it also, so yes, you're, you're, and you're relaxing yourself, you know, you're getting yourself out of that mode and making it more enjoyable. And it really doesn't take much, much more time. No, it doesn't. And you know what? It might take less time. Because, it does. <laughs> because I, okay, and I've been there, so we all know, I'm going to just say this, I've been there, that instead of arguing and debating what do parents do, they do it themselves. They do it themselves, yes. And guess what? That kids, they're all little dogs, and, and they're like Pavlov's dogs and Skinner's pigeons, right? Yep, <laughs> yep. In behavioral psychology, Um and they get trained. Oh, mom or dad's going to ask me to pick up the room, but all I have to do is is dilly dally and watch. Yep, take it. Oh my God! The worst thing is, and I see it all the time with me. If they take too long, you, and then you just want to pull it and go, Oh my goodness! Just let me do it. Just let yes. me. And they and they know that whether they I know it's do. conscious or subconscious. Kids are really smart, and they can be pretty manipulative too. And yeah, and so it just makes it it makes it more fun and it makes parenting easier. You're also empowering your children because you're teaching them, you're teaching them skills. Like, you know, we, my kids help me make dinner. My husband's kids help me get, get things ready and clean up from dinner. Yeah. And you know, that's a, a and it was fun. So for me, getting dinner ready is a very fun, enjoyable activity because I have memories of us doing things. And, you know, we, we did something that was basically, I put a chart up because I was thinking, oh my God, how can I do this? It's just me. So we played this even odd game, I called it. And I don't know how I came up with this. I think I was just so frustrated and I happened to be looking at the calendar, right? And, and yeah. I was thinking, two kids, oh my gosh, even odd days. So I said, all right, we're going to play a game, even odd. And I took a piece of paper and I made a chart and I said, one of you is even, one of you is odd. One of you sets a table. One of you um, makes salad. Okay. Which, who wants to be even, who wants to be odd? Okay. And then, and then we put it on the little chart and then we did the same thing for, for cleaning up. So then what would happen is instead of screaming, all right, come on guys, it's time to make dinner. Come on, help me. Can you please come over? And then as you said, Sandy, I go, oh, you know what? Just forget it. I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I'm like, okay, time to make dinner. All right, so my kids would come to the, you know, they would go to the refrigerator, and they would look, and they would be like, okay, who's even, who's odd? And then, so it was a game, right? It was a puzzle. So then they had to figure that out, and then they would do their chore. And, you know, it was, it became, as I said, a fun activity that was and maybe it's not fun, fun, but it was an activity. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It's not like going to the fair. I get it. No, it wasn't like my kids were going, oh my gosh, we're going to make dinner with mom. Yeah. That's. Yeah. No but it, but it wasn't miserable. Yeah. No, it wasn't miserable. It wasn't the serious thing. It was a playful thing that was, that was expected of them. And they, they learned this is what you do. Right. And, and it was took something negative and made it connecting. And it also helped me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I think these, like you said, it's, it's a valuable lesson to learn. And also if there's any bosses out there, I want to say this because, you know, I had many employees and a lot of them, they would laugh and giggle and do whatever while they were doing the work or play music. And they said, oh, my God, here comes the boss. And they would think if they didn't look like they were stern, do you know what I mean, fully uh-huh. focused, that uh-huh. they really weren't working hard or getting something done. And I was like, no, I don't believe that way at all. I want you to be chilled. I want you to be relaxed. That's when you get to be more creative. Exactly. And they said to me, that's not the way it was at a lot of their other jobs. And if they didn't look like, you know, you know that face you can have on, like yep. you're suffering, you know, <laughs> yeah. your hand on your head, mm-hmm. well, then you're really trying. And guess what? I just want to say to everyone, that's not true. That's not true. You can have a good time. You can have fun and be extremely creative. So it's a good thing to learn. It's Same a thing really good thing. Out, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. People think, oh, you have to be miserable. And if you're not miserable, you're not, you know, losing weight and burning. And that's not true. There's so many different workouts out there. And I want you to laugh and have a good time. Exactly. And, you know, also, I did this with with schoolwork. Okay? (laughs) And people are probably going, what? I did this with schoolwork. So, for instance, um, my son, you know, he's really good at math. And at the time, he's a really good writer now, but at the time when he was, when he was little, he couldn't really write that well. And so I thought, all right, I got to help out here and and jump in, especially, you know, I am in K-12 education technology. Um, And I work, you know, with teachers more on the tech side, but regardless, I thought, okay, what can I do to make this fun? Because he was so frustrated. He had to rewrite a paper and... He was just, he was driving my daughter crazy because, you know, they did they did um, their homework at the kitchen table. So we were, it's all open. So we're all together. He's kicking the table and he's driving her crazy. So I basically thought, all right, you know, I took my deep breath. I adopted a positive can-do attitude. Like, I can do this. I can help him learn to write. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just was like, yes, I can do this. And I thought, what's my goal? My goal is, is to teach my son how to write and to not make writing, which let's face it, I don't care what you are in life, you need to know how to write. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yeah. And and then I was like, what can I do? Problem solve creatively. Okay, well, let's have him write about something he loves. So he loved Indian food. Okay, go figure. So he's probably, I think he was like 10. And he loved Indian food. So I was like, hey, why don't you do this? You have to rewrite a paper. Why don't you write about how you love Indian food? And, you know, he's just kind of looking at me. I go, hey, you know what? We are going to play a game. And we are going to interview you and your sister. How about you interview your brother? So, you know, she gets into it. They get, you know, they, we, we go outside. So that was another thing I did is I, I thought we, gotta, we have to get out of this situation and go someplace else so he can think more creatively like what you were saying. So we went in the backyard, right? And so then I had my daughter interview him. And so basically, you know, I started to set the tone. I was like, tell me why you like Indian food. And we weren't recording this. Like, you know, we, he just, I gave her the uh, clipboard so she could be scribe. And so he would say why he loved Indian food. And then I would say, okay, so write down blah, 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 blah. So then we just went through and then she interviewed him and And so what we did is we took the situation and we made it playful. And so I love that. Yeah. 
what I was teaching them is, you know what? If you are stuck, then change your setting and think about how you can do it in a playful way. And I still do this when mm. I have to write. I think, okay, well, let me pretend I'm talking to someone on the phone. And let me tell you, years later, when my, and so my, you know, my son learned, he did the paper. He, it was much better. He, he was excited. He was actually excited to explain why this little kid loved Indian food, Indian food. and spicy Indian food so much, you know. And Does he still love it? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm clearing out some of my house, and I have, like, four Indian cookbooks that I'm, that I'm giving him, and he's excited. You know, so is his fiancé, right? And, but this, you can do this later. So years later, my daughter was applying to colleges, and nobody wants to write that college essay, right? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. And so... Well, maybe somebody, but not... Yeah, not maybe, a few, maybe a few yeah. people. Most people don't want to write that. So we did the same exact thing. Now, of course, I, you know, people are saying, how can you do this with older kids? It's your tone of voice, right? And it's the way you do it. So instead of going, we're going to play an Indian writing game. You play? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Grab the microphone. Let's do this. Okay, you don't do that with a teenager. <laughs> no, it, it no. would not work. It would not work. So instead, I'm like, hey, I have a great idea. Let's grab, you know, the, the pad of paper and a pen and let's go for a walk. And let's talk about, you know, let's just talk about things that are important to you. And so we did. And I said, let's walk to that park. And the park was like, you know, three quarters of a mile away. So we walked and I basically interviewed her. And I was like, okay, you know, what is blah, 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 blah. And, and by the time we got to the park, she had the outline to her paper. And so we sat down. I go, great, sit here and just write the outline and expand upon it. And she did. And so, again, I got her out of the situation and I turned it into something, you know, that was, I don't, I don't know if you'd say playful, but it was less serious. And it was, so she was able to. to it was re relaxing. Yeah. It was relaxing. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I was frustrated, too, because I was like, oh, just write this already. And, you know, what's so hard? You're a nice student. Just write this. But I, I so it just it was absolutely fabulous. And so this can be used in many situations. You know, I was thinking about that because. You know, my son is turning 17 and what do I do when I want him to do something? And whenever I say, when I'm like, Hey, you have to, there's times he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, and he's mm -hmm. a good kid. He's a really good kid, mm -hmm. but like the demanding thing, it just ruffles his feathers. But I don't know if it's a game as much as I, like I was looking at one of, you know, your suggestions. I asked him, well, what would he like to do? you know, to help mm -hmm. me in the yard. I give mm -hmm. him, pick, I, I don't know if it's a game, but I make him feel empowered. So there's right. like five things we have to do outside in the yard. And the other day, you know, there's leaves pick up in the woods and there's weeding and this and that. And I said, what two things would you like to do? Well, mm -hmm. that little thing, Karen, made a huge difference than yeah. hey, get outside and help me right now. Right, exactly. And if somebody even says, you know, I don't want to do any of them, you could just, let's say, who doesn't like music, right? <laughs> Who doesn't like music? You're like, hey, why don't you go get your or, or grab your phone and let's let's play a song. And how long do you think 
How long do you think it's going to take to pick up all these leaves? <laughs> what she always asks me, like, I want to know so I can download my playlist. It's so okay. funny. Right. Yeah. So you, so you could be like, well, let's see the, the, and then this is also teaching your kids logical reasoning. So you could sit there, you can either just guess. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm big into making learning fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you can, you can logically try to figure it out. Or you can just guess and you can say, well, let's see, do you think you, we, we could, you could do it in three songs or two songs? It's like, okay, let's try it. Go. And then you either, whether you're helping him or you're not, it's just, yeah. it's just, you're changing the way he's doing it. And it's, I don't know. It's just, again, it makes it less serious and it makes it something that is teaching your child, hey, you've got to do this. Somebody's got to rake these leaves. Somebody's got to weed, unless you're going, yeah. to, pay, unless you're going to pay somebody, right? Yeah. Someone's going to do this. So it's teaching you how to make a mundane task more enjoyable. Yeah, you know, I never liked it. Oh, I used to get criticized all the time, Karen. Now, keep in mind, he's a really easy kid. So, like, it's not like he wasn't difficult. Like, if you explain to him why something has to be done... He'll do it. But, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has their moments. And people would say to me, you just say, do it because I said so. Oh, God, I hate those words. Yep. Or do it because I'm your parent and I told you. Do it because, you know, I put the roof of your head. And people would say, well, he doesn't want to do it. You're the parent and that's it. I don't like that. I mean, I guess, you know, it works and they're right, but it's just not my style. Yet I didn't feel like a pushover, if that makes sense. Exactly. And also it's, you know, you want it to be an intrinsic coming from within, you know, because then what happens is, and I see this as my kids are older and also with adult friends that I have, that those where the, it came from internal, like, okay, you know, I can do this and let's see how, and I've, I've learned how I can make this more tolerable, whatever. Those yeah. people, they don't mind doing mundane tasks when they're older and but the people whose parents... Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, because I have a friend and um, this friend, her parents did not teach her how to do this. And guess what? She hates doing chores. Her place is a mess. It's not organized because <laughs> she never learned how to do this. Right? Yeah. It wasn't intrinsic. It was somebody standing over. You have to keep your room clean. And so she was like, right. forget that. And yeah, and... and and also this whole philosophy of, you know, parenting, let's make a game of it. It also works with to calm fears. So, and to like calm kids when they're upset. So you're going to, oh. you're going to crack up when you hear this one. Um, but my, nobody likes spiders, right? <laughs> Most people don't know. Right. Most people don't. Well, even adults, they hate spiders. They hate spiders. Well, there's an amusement park by our house that's um, it's by the beach, so it's like a half hour away. And it's um, there's this huge, or there used to be, I don't know if it's still there, a huge spider that's probably like 10 feet across. It's humongous, and it's up high, and it's like perched on the, the roof, the building. And it, it's, okay. it's really scary, okay? It's really scary. So um, this, ex- yeah. this example happens to be my son again, but... Um, so we, he was young and he was terrified. He was so scared, Sandy, he would not walk by. And my daughter was just so mad because the roller coasters were all there and the rides that she wanted and he would not do it. 
And so she finally figured out, I'll close your eyes and we're going to count aloud and count how many steps, you know, whatever. So she, she did something. But on the way home, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what is this kid going to be like? And like when he gets older, because guess what? There are fake. I'm not talking real about real spiders. I'm talking about fake spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like Halloween is coming up, and there are fake spiders everywhere. And this kid is going to get tormented and teased, and this is terrible. I have to teach him how not to be afraid of fake spiders. So when we came home, and again, you know, I just thought in my head, how how am I going to do this? I had no idea, but I just took a deep breath. I told myself, come on, I can do this. I can do this. Then I determined what my goal was. I was like, I want him to not be afraid of fake spiders. And then I was like, okay, what can I do? Problem solve creatively. How can I make this more fun? So I also into um, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And, and, and I have a lot of fears myself, so I'm used to doing exposure training. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very familiar. I, exactly. So I'm not a psychologist. Okay, I'm not a trained therapist. I did get a psych degree in psych, but that doesn't really count. But I do incorporate this, and I, I love learning about it. So I thought, okay, I'll do exposure theory, exposure um, treatment to him and see and get him used to it. And then, you know, of course, I was thinking, how am I going to do this? And then I realized, wait a second, one of his favorite books was, was um, Miss Spider's Tea Party. Remember that? Oh. And there's fake spiders right throughout the whole thing because it's about a spider. So what I did is... You know, we all went in the house, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I got my daughter, asked her if she wanted to help me. And we were going to play a game. And, of course, she was like, yeah, because she's the older sister and thought it would be really funny and fun to do this. So I taught her what to do on the computer. And she helped me find fake spiders, right, that weren't really scary, but, like, playful looking. And then they kind of got a little scary. But they were, they were you know, just printed out yeah, on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I took my son. I said, hey, you know, it really stinks being scared, right? And, and we talked about our feelings. I told him about how I was scared of heights, and I still am, but um, somebody worked with me, and I, I kept going over this high, scary bridge, and I learned that I could do it, and I felt really good, and now I can go to more scary high places. So I said, we're going to play a game. So, of course, he gets excited, and he goes, what game? I go, it's a spider game. And, okay, that just threw him off the edge. And he looks at me he's like, that's not a game. I'm like, sure it is. Come on. So I held his hand, and we put, we put Miss Spider's Tea Party. I'm like, are you scared of Miss Spider's Tea Party? You read that, you've read that book since you were little. And I left it at the end of the hallway, and he started at the end of the hallway. And then we counted how many steps it would take him to walk to the book. Okay, that, okay. Was, that was easy. Okay, and then we were like, woohoo, high-fiving. It's like, okay, you're our braves. Soldier, spider soldier, yeah. All right, then my daughter got out the least scary spider. And I said, now let's do it again. All right, so he was not thrilled. <laughs> but he went back, and my little daughter's little cheerleader, you can do this, you can do this, come on. So we prop it up, and, I, and we guess, how many steps can you take? So he walked, and then when he got scared, we talked about his fears, and we made him realize, you know, were you scared of Miss Spider's Steve party? What are you scared of? And it's going to jump out and attack me. It's like, do you really think that? So anyway, we kept doing this. And it was actually a fun activity. And by the end, my son could walk to the books and to all the images. And then we did a real life going to stores, because it was Halloween time, with fake spiders. And we would have him do the same thing and go up and touch it. And mm. 
in his 20s, he actually, even though I don't like killing spiders, but he's the one who kills the spiders in their house. So that's an example of how to take something that's a fear and something really important. Um, yeah. And help a child get over fear or even an adult in a playful way. Well, and you also did it, which I like when you say exposure therapy, to me, a lot of that, it's gradual, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going from one extreme to the next. It's like even someone, you know, there's a lot of kids that I know who have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of this, Karen, because here they are now quarantined. Okay. So they were out there, they were making progress and now there is no socialization. Well, the first thing you do, the person's like, I'm just, one of my friends said, I'm just going to take them to the beach. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea <laughs> to go from one extreme to the next, you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe go to the takeout line at the coffee house and, you know, and get takeout just to start exposing her to people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's, Versus that's the extreme wonderful. opposite. Yeah. Right. And then, and rewarding the wins, you know, that's also something I think that's so important is to or not reward the wins, celebrate the wins. Celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate, that's what I meant. It's to celebrate yeah. the wins. You don't have to bribe the person with, with, with you know, gifts. I mean, if it's something big like that, you could say, when you do this, we'll go out for rent, yeah. for dinner. Yeah. You pick the restaurant. Yeah. Um, Indian restaurant, of course, for him, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but it's celebrating the wins. It's even a like, woohoo, you did it. Let's high five. Way to go. You know, you... You were the one who ordered the drink at the store or, you know, for so. And it's huge for some of these Ever. kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. And and it's just being compassionate. And, you know, again, it's just it's putting yourself in the person's shoes. And and really, that's a great advice I got in business when I started um, in writing is that my boss said, put yourself in the right in the person's shoes. And it's really true. And it's true for life. And so, again, with your kid, mm. if your child is doesn't want to do something, just think, well, how would I feel if I were, were my child? Yeah. Abs- you know what? That's so true. How would you like if somebody barked something at you and do it because yeah. I told you to? And that's just the way it is. You wouldn't like it either. No. You know? no. no. And and you would rebel, right? You'd be like, well, screw them. I'm not going to do this. And I, yeah. you'd be like a person... Like, well, you know, when I get older, I'm not going to clean my room. My house is going to be a pigsty and I don't. (laughs) And I can. (laughs) Just because I can. Yeah. All right. Karen, I got to get to this question because I was inundated with this question before you came on. So here we are. A lot of parents are working from home and a lot of them are working from home full time for the first time. All right. Mm -hmm. And they're working from home with their counterpart. And of course, everyone's getting on each other's own, but that's not their biggest concern. Their biggest concern is now they're trying to homeschool and they can't get the kids to do their schooling by themselves independently. They can get it if they're sitting there with them, but it's not, first of all, realistic for them. They got, they got a job. They have to be, even though they're home, kids don't get it. So what can they do? Like, how can they convince their kids? What? You know, some of them have between two and four kids mm-hmm. and trying to get them to do the work independently. Do you have a specific game in mind? And these are all uh, elementary and middle school kids. Okay. I was going to ask what age. Um, 
Yeah. And, you know, again, and it's all over the place. So I, I just got so many of the different ones. Please help. Please help. I am at my wits end. And of course, everyone's joking about the drink and wine, but the truth <laughs> is they are, they're working from, you know, nine to five. Right. And, and you're trying to, at the same time, mm-hmm. they are supposed to be schooling and they can't, you know, they just, they can help a little, but they mm-hmm. really can't. And they can't get their kids to do it independently. Exactly. That, that is something that's a real issue right now. Um, and I would, I would do the same thing. I, I, I would just, I would take a breath, you know, deep breath. I know people may think this is silly, but it really helps. No, it does help. I, I'm take a, all about the breath. No, deep breathe in and breathe out. And then while I'm doing that, I would think I can do this. You know, I can handle this situation. And then I would you know what your goal is, right? You want your kids to work autonomously. Um, yep, that's the goal. Then, yeah, so then you jump to the, to the most challenging part, which is problem solving creatively. So again, you know, I I put myself in my child's shoes, and I would think, okay, let's say let's say you got three kids. I'm like, oh my god, I got three kids. How am I going to do this? And well, the first thing I would do is I would set up routines because the kids need structure. So I I would definitely set up like a school-like schedule and I would even designate like a section of my house for learning. If you don't have a simple, a separate room, you can even transform like your kitchen table and give everybody a box and that's their school stuff. And then, you know, you can even have somebody take turns ringing a bell in the morning or playing a funny song that's a wake-up song and getting people in the mood. And, and it's like, okay, now it's school time, Right. So it's, it's oh, I like that. I like that setting up a little station and because you could make that really cool and creative. And I love the bell yeah, idea. Right. Or you have, a song. You know, or have everybody home. decorate their box. I had my kids as a little tangent did that with laundry. I came home and went because my hairdresser was like, your kids don't do laundry. And I was like, no. So I bought laundry bins and markers. I said, hey, you guys, we're going to decorate our laundry bins. And then afterwards, it's like, and you get to do your own laundry. <laughs> so. It could be. The I like that thing. idea. <laughs> you know, that was a little more kicking and screaming, but that's okay. They learned when they didn't have clean clothes that they had to do it. <laughs> yeah. But getting back to this situation, you could have them, you know, decorate their, their box or whatever it is you're getting. It's get ready, set, you know, learn. And then you, you get people dressed, you know, they, they get dressed like they're going to school. So it's that school mentality because ah, no jammies, no jammies, huh? Yeah, and even for adults, this works too. If if you're in your jammies, you're not in that mindset. So so I'm kind of digressing here because I know we haven't quite gone through the problem solving, the creative problem solving, but I, this stuff is very important. No, that's okay. Kids need routine. They need structure, and everybody needs mindset. You need to get into the mindset of school, and you need to set that tone. Otherwise, you know, all hell breaks loose. And it, again, it's like compartmentalizing uh, and letting them know, okay, now is school time. And so once you get that structure and you have people in their dressed, ready for school, they ate breakfast, and, you know, maybe you can have everybody like work out together quickly, go for a quick walk around the block or whatever you want to do. You then build a schedule with your kids, and, and sometimes it may already be set because you've got a schedule set with the teachers, but you, yeah. build a, you build a schedule. So, yes, all this takes time in the beginning, but let me tell you, this is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of headaches. It's going to make it easier for you. 
It's going to empower your kids. It's going to give you more family connecting time also. And you're teaching your kids responsibility. So you build a schedule. So that way the kids had it that's very clear. It's not like you have the whole morning where you have to keep yourself busy. Okay, so from 9 to 10, what should what are we going to do? Or you're going to do this. Okay, 10 to 11, it's now this part of school. You know, and you can even say, yeah. and if it, five minutes in between, we're going to have a break, we're going to have a session, and you could take turns who's responsible for doing some fun, silly activity. Do we do jumping jacks? Do we march around the table? You know, what do we do to, to get some rid of energy? And and then I would also, so getting back to the problem solving. So once you lay that groundwork, for, you've already made it a lot better because you've set the tone. This is school time. And with school time, here are the rules. You can even write out the rules, right? You can even write out the rules. Here are the school rules. You do not bother. Yeah mom and mommy and daddy because we are working this is our work time these are our we got you see us in our jammies no we're in clothes too these are our work clothes you know whatever so yeah i would so getting back to the creative problem solving i would think all right so i've got um kids let's make up ages let's say six what eight and eleven whatever so you could say all right so let's the 11 year old's going to be in charge and, and they are going to be responsible for keeping the schedule or they're going to help the, the younger ones with math or maybe, you know, the eight-year-old can help the younger one with math or, or whatever. But you make it a team-building activity where everybody works together and, and you can also say that, and this is where I think rewards are really important, you can say, here's the day and here are the expectations. And here are their school rules, and it's on the fridge. And, you know, here, you, mommy and daddy have to work. You have to listen, you know, you have, blah, blah, blah. Whatever there are, you just have a few rules. If you can, everyone does this, then we are going to have a movie night tonight. And we're going to take turns who gets to pick the movie. Or whatever yeah. it is. We're going to, yeah, yeah. We're going to make cookies later. And that's the creative problem solving. Here are my kids. Well, let's say the older one likes and in charge so hey i'm going to make that one like the assistant teacher okay so then the little one is is like just really antsy but loves drawing great i'm going to buy extra fancy markers for that person and then i'm going to you know then we're going to have they have antsy they need to get rid of energy okay so we're going to have some activity and maybe they come and they get me and we're all going to like run around the block and do a loop around the block because they love Right, you know, they love walking, or maybe we're going to bike because if they're extra good, we're going to bike. So that's what I'm talking about, and and again, scheduling it so that even and some people may be saying, "Oh my God, but that means I only get like 50 minutes." Well, guess what? If you tell yourself you have 50 minutes to do something, you're going to be working a lot smarter and more efficiently, and you're going to get more work done. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And you know what? I'm so glad that you said this is when rewards really, really help because mm -hmm. I'm the same way, you know, with, okay, if we do this, the same thing, like you get to pick the movie, which believe it or not, in our house is a big deal who's picking the movie. Yeah, that is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Believe me, I've got, I'm not, I'm not the one that gets to pick it that often, but it's okay because if that's the reward, that's the reward, you know? Right. And we also have, who's picking the meal? I mean, cause you know, we don't we have high school, we don't have any young kids and that, that's huge. That's huge too. And you know, even like, you know, maybe baking their favorite thing or making their favorite food. You know, this does not have to be a big deal. Uh, and, and you could also, if, if both, you know, if you're both parents at home, then you could take turns. I mean, that's what I would do is I'd say, all right, yeah. I've got the morning shift. You've got the afternoon shift. Absolutely. I supervise the morning, but you know, and, and basically I make it very clear. If I have to come out here, you know, two times or once, if I have to come out here once and then in this, in this block of school time, you know, from nine to 10 or nine to nine fifty, whatever, then, um, or, you know, you want to do it positive. If I don't have to come out here, or in the first week, I only have to come out here once, then, hey, that's great. Because we're working towards you guys being independent. So it's like the, ex- mm. it's like the exposure. So you have to be realistic, too. And, yeah. and let's work on me only coming out, you know, the first day, maybe only twice in the hour. And then tomorrow, it's only going to be once. And, and if you do that, you know, we're going to pick, I'm going to bake you guys cookies because I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I love that. I'm all about that. You know, yeah, I'm all about, you know, rewarding the positive. All about Exactly. That. And yeah, and, and I mean there're just different things that that you can do um to just make it more tolerable and functional and and um, Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you said is sounds so simple, but just taking that breath first. Like I always say take a step back first. Yeah. Even if, you know, your kids are older, and you're having a conversation and you're getting nowhere, what's the point? You know, just take a step back for a second. Take a deep breath in. I know that's what I do. And I do the same thing that you said. What would I feel if I was mm-hmm. in his shoes? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I try to visualize, you know, wh- how would I feel if someone said that to me? You know, what would I want them to treat me like? It yeah. makes the world a difference. Right. And, you know, if I had what were my phantom ages, 6, 8, and 11. So if I put myself in my shoes and let's say... <clears throat> my daughter's six and I go, you know what? How would I feel if I were her? Oh, I'd be really annoyed because I would finish my my assignment and then I'd be bored. And I'm watching them work, but I'm bored out of my mind. So I think, what does she like to do? You know, she likes to um, play with Legos. So then she has her Legos right there and she can when she finishes, and she gives it to the whoever's the assistant teacher for the day, and then she does her Legos quietly. Or she does her, you know, maybe she picks from a hat what her activity is going to be for that day. So she gets really excited. Or, you know, I would just come up with with um with things with things like that. And so I have a question for you before we wrap up, because you've given us so many good ideas, which I think everyone is gonna be Sandy. Karen was awesome. <laughs> this is great. There's things like, you know, sometimes you think, well, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? Sometimes you just need somebody to jar your, you know, your brain. But is your book going to help people now that summer is here and a lot of camps are closed? So oh I my also gosh. have a lot of parents. <laughs> Let's even go on the flip side because school's almost over, although they this might be valuable, unfortunately, to a lot of people still in September. Let's keep our fingers crossed. That's not true, but you never know. But what about here we are? My friend just sent me this funny emoji finding out her <laughs> camp is closed. I mean, mm-hmm. is your book going to help them with a lot more ideas? Because we got a lot of kids home and nowhere to go. 
Yeah. So let me answer those in two part ways. Um, one is, you know, about my book, which I'll get to second. And then the other is, you know, what the heck's going to happen? Because summer, now we don't even have school to keep them structured. So there's more yeah. time. Uh, what I would do is, um, I for, first of all, a lot of the camps, they have online um, that you can do. Like I, uh, I know like some of the tech camps, you can have do things that are online and it's, and they're, it's very, very positive. So I would look into okay. different opportunities for camps. You know, if, if mm. whatever camp your child went to, just look to see online uh, what they did do doctor's appointments online now, right. That are effective. So there are camps that are doing <laughs> sessions online. I know. And Karen, I'm a big online person, but for me, I'm thinking camp, the biggest deal is the kids being outside and running right. around and playing yep. and, so, so the other the other thing I would do is I would would again I put together a schedule and I would sit down as a team and and this is something else that's really important that I haven't mentioned when you can't figure out how the heck to get your son out there to rake the leaves right or you can't figure out how to get them to clean up you can go you know what I don't really want to clean up this mess either so what can we do to make this a little more enjoyable and then you could talk together as a group and figure out it's like work team building you could yeah. figure it out so you could say hey you know what and it's really it's too bad that summer is this summer is going to be different and it's really it's a bummer uh, but it's temporary and but we need to make the best of it so what can we do so maybe you have so so i would set up a schedule and outdoor activity is really important so i know where i live and all over the country they're loosening up restrictions so you could say, all right, we're going to have like a beach day or we're going to have whatever. And, and if it yeah. gets back to the working, well, you know, you just have to figure it out within your schedule. Um, you know, if, it, if things really loosen up, then maybe you can work with a family that has similar ages and you take turns take, you know, watching each other's kids or, or doing like a field trip type of thing. Or, you know, you, you're, you're clever in your backyard or, or you know, I would just sit down and try to figure it out. Kids are really creative. I also would, would ask Dr. Google, you know, and Google it <laughs> and go to parent forums and find out, you know, what it is that people people are doing. When Disney closed, I mean, they you go online and people were so clever. They, they couldn't take their kids to Disney World or Disneyland and they made up something. And they did it as a family. And it's so clever what people did. Yeah, yeah. I do agree. I think people really put on the most creative things I've ever seen. Like, who would think? You yeah, know? And, and I would also ask your kids, like, okay, you know what? We're going to have a camp. Camp here. And yeah. let's see, at camp, what do you do? You do arts and crafts. Okay, what arts and crafts do you want to do? And again, I would set it up like school. Because guess what? Camp is like school. They have, it's very structured. And I would just set up this day so it's like like. Like it's structured, and you could do what activity they want to do, what what physical activity do they want to do. You know, they want to. The social is really important, so maybe do social distancing with other people, or if you can do small groups, or do Zoom social, you know, Zoom chat, whatever. I would figure out what it is your goal is that you want to do, you know, what what activities, and then I would figure out well, what activities can you do that your kids will enjoy and will keep them focused. There's a lot of stuff online, you know, they can, they can learn, they can make a movie, right? Yeah. And they could learn how to make a movie and they could spend time making the movie, planning it, storyboarding, storyboarding, making it, 
You know, there's great sites to teach programming, which I'm all in favor of teaching kids coding. So, and there, there's stuff offline too. So yeah. that's, that's what I would do. And I seriously would go to parent forums because people have fabulous ideas and I would just talk to others and find out what others are doing. Yeah, so, so hope is not lost. <laughs> hope is not lost. Hope is not lost. And again, it's, you know, rewarding. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take tomorrow afternoon off. And and you guys have been so great. And we're going to go to, you know, this park. Or we're going to go if you live near a beach. Or we're going to go hiking. Or yeah. whatever you want to do. I just think it's really important that you reward. And, and you know, parents are going to get annoyed. And that's normal. I mean, I yell. I'm, I'm normal. But then, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I catch myself and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm i yelling and I actually did this. I'm yelling and this is not a good sign. Uh, so I'm, this tells me I'm not doing something right. So, gee, I need to change the way I'm doing this. So let's do this instead. Whatever. Shift gears, girl. Shift, Shift gears. gears. And and so with my book, I, I wrote this parenting book and I... It's about parenting playfully. So I thought, gee, I want this to be a playful, fun book to read. So my book is very, very different than other parenting books. And I love parenting books, so I'm not putting any books down because I'm a huge parenting books. But my book is more like um, Chicken Soup for the Soul, if you're familiar with those. They're familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to teach through storytelling. Because I find that very powerful instead of saying, you do X, Y, and Z. And so my book is basically 26 chapters broken into five sections, like, ugh, my child won't cooperate. Oh, no, my child is distressed. Uh-oh, my child is bored. Yeeks, everything is overwhelming. And oh, yeah, live life to the fullest. So those are the five sections. And then within those, <laughs> there are chapters and they deal with different situations, like a playful, let's keep the health neat unpacking game, using music to make chores fun. Uh, they could be, you know, when you wish upon a star, assigning chores with an odd, even reward system. So there's all sorts of things. And, you know, there's why I love Indian food so much that it's the only thing I want to eat. Teaching writing skills. And and the each chapter is really short. It takes maybe five, 10 minutes to read. And it's a story. And it's based on how I raised my kids and situations that I encountered. So like I explained the spider story, whatever. So, you know, it's written with artistic liberty. So it's a story and you, you are in the mom's head and you hear her make it's, it's a, it's a down to earth tone. So you hear her going, you know, going nuts in her mind, like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And then thinking and dealing with this. And so, again, it doesn't say you do X, Y, and Z. But after you read this, you it sparks your own playfulness. And that was yeah. my goal. My goal was to show an example of how one mom handled it. And then to spark your own playfulness so that you can think outside the box. And this is what's happening. And it's so cool as readers are coming to me and, and emailing me and saying that it sparked their playfulness. Like, do I have time to give you one example? Yeah, go. All right, so there's this woman, Jody, who contacted me, and and she's a grandma, so she was helping. She takes care of her then two-year-old, 
and her two-year-old lost, they couldn't find her favorite yellow dress. So as you can imagine, this kid started to lose it. And, and the mom was there too, and the mom started to lose it because the kid's freaking out and they need to find this dress. And so my, this woman, Jody just read my book and she thought, okay, what can I do? So she, you know, took a deep breath, you know, and she, and the can do attitudes because she read some of my articles and, and she thought, you need to find this dress. What can I do to make this fun? So she went, I know we are going to play a scavenger hunt. We are going to find your, your dress. It's a mystery game. Where is your yellow dress? And she you know, looked under this couch. Is your yellow dress here? No. And then she looked somewhere. Is your yellow dress here? No. And what happened was, it was she told me it was incredible. The girl stopped crying. The mom calmed down. <laughs> and they went throughout the house. And it was a game. It was actually fun looking for this dress. And they found it in the dryer. And I know how important those things can be i mean come on you know yeah and and it's really true and it's just you know when i lose something and i start feeling like oh god i can't believe i lost this thing i could just i think to myself oh my gosh this woman jody came up with this game so i'm like wow do you think it's here well do you think it's here do you think it's here and and you can just it's i didn't have a chapter like that but it sparked her creativity to come up with an idea to solve a situation yeah, of course. You know, I always say that people say, oh, you know, like we were talking about mindfulness before. Oh, I studied mindfulness. You know, I went to school for mindfulness. You know, I took this course. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do anything else. And then you listen to someone's podcast or read someone's book. If I get, this is how I feel, Karen, because I, I love, love books and podcasts. But if mm-hmm. I read a book and I get one new thing from it, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just one, one. new idea. One new idea. Because I meditate and all that stuff, but I'll listen to somebody. I'm like, oh, I didn't quite think of it at that angle. Like even talking to you, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, I'm a brave, playful person. I come up with all the creative stuff, but you'll say something. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't think of it in that way. And it's all worth it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Right. I always say to people, don't try to be a know-it-all. You don't have to know it all. Right. And, and, you know, one of my favorite examples, which was probably one of my very first examples and, and the, how would this happen is my, as I said, my parents raised me like this. So I grew up with, with this playfulness, you know, like I didn't want to walk to school with my dad every morning. So he came up with trivia. So we spent a really special morning, every drive, walking me to elementary school. We didn't drive. He walked me to school and I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't you know, mad that why can't you just drive me like everyone else? We learned trivia. I learned trivia and we had a really special time. And I still remember doing this with my dad and, and he made it fun. And so that's my, my daughter when she was two and I had a newborn and my daughter was sick. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, now my son's going to get sick. And how am I going to do this? She refused to drink. OK. Oh, my gosh. She was so strong. Well, she refused to drink anything. And I knew I had to get this kid to drink. So she refused to drink anything. She refused to drink anything. And she's sneezing up a storm and coughing. So she, it's, it's Halloween time, and she's drawing a pumpkin, and I just thought, oh, my gosh, that's it. So, again, you know, I took the breath, deep breath. I thought, I can do this. I, my goal was to get her to drink. And so problem solved. I said, she likes pumpkins. Oh, I'm going to make a game. And it's Halloween time. There are pumpkins everywhere. And let's go outside. We live in California. It was warm. So let's go outside. So I was basically, I was like, oh, 
do you want to play a, a, a pumpkin pumpkin drink game song? And she's like, yeah. And we get everyone dressed, you know, and, and we go outside. We just put sweaters on and I said, here's a game. Every time you see a pumpkin, we're going to go pumpkin, pumpkin, drink. And then we take a drink. Okay, you'd think this was so silly. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I'll tell you, when I see pumpkins now, I think of this. And this kid, and of course, you know, I already had the sippy cups done. I already had her favorite yeah, things. Yeah. I ran in the house. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot the drinks. So I ran back in and we walked around and she had so much fun. And then my son was squealing, you know, because we were dancing, we were singing. And the, she started drinking. And so that was my goal. Well, Karen, I hope every parent out there tries at least one of your things. Just try it. And I, I have a, a um, what's it called? A printable, a free printable on my website that gives these tricks that is basically it makes parenting easier and more fun in less than a minute. And it gives different ways that you can do this. And it's 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 you know something you can carry with you. You can put in your fridge. It's to give you just like one idea, and it's, if I can quote Mary Poppins, in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap. The job's a game. And that's... Thank you, Mary Poppins. Thank you, Mary Poppins. And so that's what this is, and that's what my book is, is just to show this in a fun way, and even yeah. though play, being playful seems counterintuitive when you're annoyed and ready to scream, it really does work. It makes parenting easier and more fun. It makes you calmer. It empowers your kids and it gives connecting time to everybody in the family. And so if you have quality memories, you can have traditions you start. It's really a wonderful way. And it's, um, I highly, highly recommend people trying it. And I, and that's why I wrote my book. It's just playful ways to stop struggling with your child and start having more fun. Well, Karen, I hope they all buy it too, but we got to go now and I want to make sure they know how to reach you. So before we go, what's the best way for them to find you? The best way is, well, my website is parentingletsmakeagameofit.com. So it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's my book, parentingletsmakeagameofit.com. And, um, you know, they can also find me on um, Facebook, and my Facebook is author, my name, Karen Thurm Safran. So honestly, it's much easier to go to my website, and I have all okay. the links there. So it's parenting, let's make a game of it.com. And if you go on my site, there will be like a pop-up that appears and asks if you want to download this um, printable that shows how to make parenting easier and more fun in less than a minute. Well, we're going to do that. And if you're not a parent, make sure you pass this information off. And even if you don't want to pass the information on, I'm going to highly suggest that you act like a kid more often. Any of these games, do them with yourself. We all have things in life that we don't enjoy or we consider mundane or we consider mm -hmm. boring, especially now. Even just acting like a kid yourself is going to be incredible for you. I, I, Karen, the other night, I don't know, I was acting like a goofy robot. And my <laughs> husband and son, who are not like me, go, what are you doing and why? And I wanted, to, first I was like, well, should I give him an answer? And I didn't have an answer. <laughs> and then I finally just looked at him and I said, 
because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that was the truth. Like I'm in my house acting goofy. Yeah. And I needed to clear my head and I was feeling stress and slight anxiety. And I was like, it just calms me down to be goofy and act like a big kid and play a game with myself. Like, yeah. how can I do this in acting like a robot voice? I know it sounds weird, but. I know, but it, you know, it snaps you out of it. And and just very quickly, I was sick and, and I had to drink and I wasn't drinking and I was watching a football game. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do what I did to my daughter. So I said to myself, I was all by myself. Every time I hear the Patriots were on. So I was like, every time I hear Tom Brady's name, because when he was with the Patriots, <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah. take a drink. Well, let me tell you, Tom Brady, they mentioned all the time. I drank so much water. I was jumping up to go to the bathroom and refill my, my water bottle so many times. And I'm cracking up laughing. And it made me drink. See? It works for everybody. <laughs> there you go. It works it for does. everybody. It you know? does. Life is Life. too short, you know? And so it's if you can add a little... Whatever makes you laugh, play a game, be silly. Yeah. You know, I really do think if people acted like kids more, we'd be better off. And parenting, it goes so fast. Let me tell you, my kids are in their 20s, as I said. It goes so fast. So enjoy it does. every minute. And it seems counterintuitive, but it really works, and it's it's definitely worth worth trying. So, well, Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my Let's Keep It Real, people. I know you enjoyed this. You got a lot of little tidbits and had fun stuff to do. So please, please, if you have a game or something fun that you've been playing with your kids send them in. You know, we love tons and tons of ideas and let's share it, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great idea. And I love hearing what people have done, you know, what what they sparked their imagination after reading. Yeah. You can send them right to Karen. And also if you have any questions or ideas to questions at sandyjoyweston.com. I love hearing from you. All right. And keep being silly, have fun, be creative. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.